and welcome to the MetaPerch Podcast. My name is Keely. I am your host. I am so very excited that you're here with me today, exchanging some of your most precious currency, which is your time, baby. I am so grateful for that. Today, we are sponsored by none other than KeelyMeta.com. Y'all see how we did that? If y'all want any hypnotherapy, any Reiki, any combination of the two, card reading, mentorship, um, assistance in ceremonies, please reach out to me. All of those um, services are available on the website. If y'all want to reach out to me or follow me, the Instagram that you are going to look at is KeelyMetaXO. You can always reach out to me that way. Or you can check out my TikTok for free content really a lot of hypnotherapy tips a lot of reading tips a lot of spirituality tips and that tiktok is keely meta Ooh, baby look at that i plug myself she funding the bitch <laughs> today i am so very excited about the two concepts that i'm going to bring forward for you and both of these have a spiritual connotation i see so very often in the quote-unquote spiritual world a lot of airiness, a lot of um, unsubstantiated talking. <laughs> and I do that a lot myself. I'm very um, fire-centered, so I speak out of passion a lot of times. I speak out of emotion a lot of times, but sometimes we need to make tangible for the earth signs or <laughs> the air signs or um, for people that are kind of in this patriarchal, like, black and white linear type of world we need to provide some evidence to some of the spiritual stuff that we talk about now um i was thinking about this the other day and how how much i would like to talk about this phenomenon that's called the placebo effect now i'm sure like i'm not trying to dumb down what most people have learned um but the placebo effect now I have the definition here and i want to talk about kind of in this episode why it's so very interesting (laughs) that the placebo effect is absolutely accounted for in like all scientific studies okay so here's our definition a beneficial effect produced by a placebo drug or treatment so placebo means a sugar pill or something that isn't uh, doesn't have a certain kind of drug or doesn't have a certain kind of um like let's say we're doing a test for tylenol Right, you'll have one side, maybe half split off, that is going to take the Tylenol to see how it affects certain kinds of symptoms or feelings or inflammation, whatever. So the placebo is going to be the other half of that scientific study that possibly half of the um, people that the scientists would be testing are going to take something like a sugar pill. So it's going to look like Tylenol, um, but it's it's given at random. Right, so half these people get whatever this sugar pill is or a sugar injection or what or not a sugar injection, but like a water injection or something like that, right? So that's what the placebo is gonna be talking about. So a beneficial effect produced by a placebo drug or treatment which cannot be attributed to the properties of the placebo itself and must therefore be due to the patient's belief in that treatment. Now I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, oh, what am I going to talk about? You know, the holidays got me. And I was like, oh, my God, shit, we have to <laughs> we have to be recording this thing. And then I was just like sitting down and kind of like zoned out. And, you know, spirit does what spirit does or my intuition does what my intuition does. And I all of a sudden started thinking about the placebo effect. And I was like, how come we have to or or us in our linear minds like we have to account for the placebo effect which essentially um, for those of you that don't know or don't remember maybe from like junior science class or in high school whatever the placebo effect is very influential in scientific studies very influential where we have to account for the power of the mind in like all scientific studies when it comes to people like especially psychological things as centered around psychological or mental health or um, even like physical sometimes ailments where the mere thought of someone thinking that they have a possibility of receiving treatment literally shifts um, physical symptoms mental symptoms emotional symptoms so i was thinking about this i was like wow it's, it's so powerful that we have the ability to kind of shift 
our symptoms. So imagine that I, I, I have aches and pains, right? We're talking about Tylenol, very simple, very whatever. Um, so someone gives me a sugar pill and I'm, I'm told, oh, well, you have the possibility of receiving this treatment. I don't know what I got. I may have got a sugar pill. I may have gotten a Tylenol. So I receive that pill and because I think there's a chance that I may be getting treated, my body actually starts to shift. And so what scientists have found that is that with the implementation of placebos, it's almost like sometimes, depending on the, um, like how effective the, like, let's just say that Tylenol is in this situation, you may see equal or better, not in every case, but equal or better results from the placebo itself. So the implication of that is that the mind is powerful enough to convince ourselves that we are being treated and we are being healed. Now this, this is, this is funny because this can move in a thousand different directions. This can um, provide some, some kind of tangible evidence to mind over matter. Um, not that matter doesn't fucking suck sometimes. Let's be very frank and let's be real. Not that matter doesn't suck. But it lends us to believe that the mind is more powerful than we take credit for. This, um, I was thinking on the other side of the spectrum because I think in order to think critically about anything, you have to be able to see the other side. So I was like, wow, it's amazing that, you know, uh, or essentially saying like, wow, we have to kind of eliminate the placebo effect, the placebo um, variables, like how people are going to think, you know, like how people are going to respond to whatever it is that they're getting. Like, like scientists are like, okay, we need to remove the placebo from this so we kind of know what the effectiveness is. On the other side of the pendulum, I was thinking, holy shit, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. That's pretty powerful that people have physically seen and measurably seen changes in their physical health and their mental health and their pain because of just believing that there was a possibility of treatment. I was thinking about how uh, massively influential our belief systems are to our mind. I mean, as a hypnotherapist, it is one of the most fundamental reasons why we decide to do mental health work, do work on ourselves when it comes to healing or at least progressing through some of the really, really harsh, depressing things that we've been through in our lives. It's belief systems. But so often, including myself, so often we get caught up in this idea that there is no end. There is no possible shifting or changing. Um, as someone that comes from, on both sides of my, really both sides of my family, uh, poverty issues. Um, and this does not take away from cultural or lineage or, um, you know, <clears throat> really, really deeply embedded uh, social, economic, and social issues, right? Like we can talk about, you know, people want to say that like we're, we should be equal no matter what and whatever. Bitch, if you grew up in a different area than someone with a different blueprint of your life that's already ingrained in the, the blood, in the, the veins of society, it, you're most likely not going to get out the same way other people are. So um, like, let's talk about cultural, let's talk about all that stuff, whatever. All of that is warranted, okay? So now talking about that and putting that at least kind of to the side to reopen up at a further point, a different time, I, I want to talk about how deeply embedded the mindset even just with families are you are what you do right you literally are what you do your career your your whatever like you are what you do right so your parents your grandparents your great-grandparents tell you you are a catholic baby you are a catholic <laughs> that's what you are um and that's why sometimes it's it, it's seemingly easy it is, as it is sometimes you talk about 
with your friends, your issues. Let's just say you want to get out of Catholicism. I'm not pro or against. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Um, you do what you want to as long as it doesn't harm anyone else. But let's just say you want to get out of Catholicism and it's something that's very popular in your family and um, it is who you is. <laughs> it is who you is. So you go and you talk to your Buddhist friend and you're like, oh yeah, you know, I've really been thinking about getting out of the church. And I look at you as a someone that um, associates with the philosophy of Buddhism and I say, okay, we'll get out. And you're like, motherfucker, it's not that easy. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? And for me, the issue isn't the barrier of, of the religion. It's the issue of the mind, right? I'm seeing you from from a, an outside perspective, but you're inside the perspective. And you're like, oh, motherfucker, I can't. It's What do you mean? <laughs> and I see it from a space. The, the Buddhist friend would see it from a space of like, this is your mind. This is, you know, this is this is a um, essentially a self-induced prison um, for better, or for worse. Um, a lot of people have really beautiful belief systems about themselves um, and, and have convinced themselves and have really kind of been programmed to convince themselves of really amazing things. Like I'm an athlete. I am um, always going to have money. I'm always going to whatever the fuck, right? We have programmed stuff, especially people that come from more privilege, of course. But I was thinking about how important the placebo effect is and how tested and how effective um, the idea of the mind is when it comes to literally being able to tangibly measure what the effect does, what the placebo effect does on our minds and our bodies. And I was thinking about how powerful if we plug this into other places in our lives, how powerful this concept is and would be. Um, do we talk, you know, we've seen like a fucking boom in the last 20 years. I would say probably pretty heavily in the last 15, 10 years, like stupid, stupid booming um, to the mental health industry. And so much so that it's been commercialized and it kind of moves to the other side of disingenuous. And we could talk about that a different day. But nonetheless, when you see commercialization of anything in particular, you know that it's popular. You know that this is these concepts to the core have some sort of truthful root to them. So we see, you know, bits and pieces of this placebo effect <laughs> and a lot of fake shit and a lot of goofy shit. Um, but nonetheless effective, right? Like there are... Lots of exercises, lots of belief systems, lots of strategies. Um, there's a psychology and even going to a therapist and even going to a life coach or going to a healer. Um, I'll tell you, even the thought of going to some kind of spiritual healer for me boosts me up. I don't care if that person hasn't had a day's worth of execution of their practices or their masteries or whatever. Maybe I'm day one for them. There is something psychologically that shifts in me when I'm like, oh, I'm going to go see a Reiki practitioner. Oh my God, I'm so excited. There's something that shifts in me because that for me sets off in my own personal brain the space of I am doing something to help myself. That is a psychological thing. Uh, before I felt more comfortable in the the truth of my darkness, I was a dark motherfucker. <laughs> like I'm dark sometimes too. That's where I lean towards. If I were to bring forward the belief systems from my family and from my parents and my um, immediate environment growing up, I would be a depressed, sad, impoverished motherfucker. And I'm still getting out of that space. Don't think that I am like some kind of um Godzilla of wealth like I don't have <laughs> we're not there yet we're still pulling ourselves out of the darkness with that but the idea behind the placebo effect is that measurably measurably if we start to think that we are being treated or healed if we fake it till we make it essentially it has significant shifting like our body starts to shift our mind starts to shift and we really start to believe it therefore we don't have the symptoms of whatever had us take that pill in the first place now i'm not saying they go down all the way this is um 
I'm a big advocate for holistic practice. So mental health practice, maybe hypnotherapy, maybe um, the implementation of Eastern and Western medicine. I am not anti-Western medicine. I think anyone that is one way or the other kind of has to be able to see the middle path, which is what the Buddha brought forward for us. This um, We cannot have one without the other. We can't have yin without yang. We can't have um, good without bad. We cannot have Eastern without Western. There is a, I think we lean too far one way and then we start to, um, we start to kind of speak within our own four walls, our own silo, if this makes sense. I don't know if any of this makes sense. I'm kind of just speaking for my soul at this moment. So please let me know if this, um, you know, is message me or whatever and be like, yes, I got that bit. I understood it. I felt it. Um, but I was, I was just so enamored by the idea of the placebo effect. And rather than um, in my mind being like, oh, okay, I really want to test the um, efficiency of some of these drugs. I want to really, uh, I really want to kind of change two degrees. And I want to look at why is it that our minds are so absolutely impactful, so absolutely impactful that we can change our physical, not just mental, physical symptoms as well. And then I was thinking about this study that, um, or this scientist that I had studied years ago when I was doing um, my mind-body wellness uh, practice. And I, I want to bring forward this this man and the idea of this study. And I please, I urge you to go do your research on this man and see the physical images that I'm going to talk about here. So there was a doctor in Japan. Um, I think he passed away in 2014. And I, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read this because I'm not gonna be able to articulate it quite the way that I would best want to. Um, but his name is Dr. Emoto. E-M-O-T-O. I think his first name is Masuro. So it's like M-A-S-A-R-U. I think Dr. Masuro Emoto. I think that's his name. Um but he essentially for 20 years did testing and i think there was one specific if i'm not mistaken please correct me if i'm wrong i believe there was one um one scientific experiment or whatever that he did that was um became kind of a forefront to his work where he measured the molecular structure of water before and after certain intentions were put into it okay so he would he would measure the molecular structure of all sorts of different kinds of water um distilled water polluted water um all sorts of of different types of water and what he did is for a period of time he would write certain words over or on the like imagine a glass of water and he would like for instance like tape kind of sort of like tape a word or tape a phrase and then he essentially would have um, I think some of them had like Buddhist monks pray over them and different intentions put into the water and he measured before and after just to see if there was any molecular shifts and I kid you not you can look up the photos even even on Google he measured all sorts of things, um, different phrases, different words, different songs, different types of music, um, phrases, what, whatever, they, all sorts of stuff. And what he did is he took photos before and after, and what the conclusion came to is that the molecular structure of those waters, um, when brought forward with something positive, when brought forward with a, I love you, I appreciate you, um, even like symphonies, symphonies, symphony, symphatic, I don't, that's not the fucking right word, but like Mozart type of music, classical music, those kinds of things versus like heavy metal, um, different people, um, of positive intention, um, the molecular structure of the water physically changed, physically changed. And what it changed like was these beautiful, um, geometric, like perfectly, like not, not all of them were perfect, but, um, like geometric snowflakes, like absolutely. Like if you're going to do, if you think about the energy of like, or the, the image of like a mandala, which has been very popular, 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 <laughs> um, I would say probably the last 
15 years, at least in the Western world, for like tattoos. So you think about those tattoos of like, it looks like kind of henna-esque, but they're perfectly proportioned. Um, they're beautiful, they're intricate. Like the molecular structure of the water physically shifted when brought forward with something that was a positive intent positive energy um, even blessings change the molecular structure of the water it was even um, i even have like an excerpt here it says his research also showed how polluted and toxic water when exposed to prayer and intention can be altered and restored to beautifully formed geometric crystals is exactly what i'm saying found in healthy clean water so literally um you talk about blessing water or literally praying over your water who fucking knows how right who fucking knows how but somehow the molecular structure of these waters no matter where they came from started to shift even like words like angel and shit like that like I, i'm not big personally i'm not big in the word god i don't even know if he used the word god but angel has a certain energy behind it and i'm not one for like the biblical um closet of uh interpretations i mean it's fine i guess um but you think about the word angel there are people that put so much energy into that word and have so much peace around that word that's why i talk about um uh, like the individual like we talk about jesus right i've talked about this i think on the podcast where it's like we talk about jesus the christ the man the guy the Jesus H, whatever his middle name was, right? The, the man. And then we talk about the consciousness that is attached to him. So we talk about me, right? Ew, gross. We talk about me, um, Keely, ML, right? Whatever you want to call me. The individual that has her hardships and her things, whatever. There is a collective energy that my family, my friends, my viewers, um, possible fans, right, have for me that there is collective energies maybe she's a free spirit maybe she's quirky maybe she's random but like in reality maybe i'm half of that you know but there's collective energy attached so that's why i talk about jesus sometimes it's like a jesus christ or jesus the consciousness so moving back to the idea of an angel right thinking about all of the energy and all of the calm that i may have and this collective consciousness that I connect to when I think about this word and if I'm thinking about it as I'm you know blessing my water thinking about sending all of my love into this water and the molecular structure actually changes to something that is potentially more healthy for us do you know how massively important that would be in the scientific world now there are you know, there are, I think we're starting to see kind of a merging of whatever spirituality is and whatever science is, um, especially in like quantum physics and those types of things. Um, but thinking about just just plain and, plain and simple for you, for me, and for whoever in the future listens to this podcast, this episode of this podcast, how massively important that is if we are created with 55 to 65% water. Let me sit on that for a second. That's what she said. But, but <laughs> let's sit on that for a second. If we are made of 50 to 60% water, knowing that with the combination of the placebo effect, which we actually are physically, our, our body physically believes when we think that we are being treated and healed, now, this does not mean don't go into the doctor. This does not mean you just stop all treatment. But it means it takes out some of that delusion in our brains. It takes out some of that anxiety, some of that depression. And I am saying that from a perspective of someone that absolutely has anxiety and absolutely has depression. And when I start to implement that, the psychology of the Superman pose, the Superman pose is you standing, and this is this is um, a scientific kind of um, discovery. If you stand in a certain way, that kind of props your chest out um, and makes you feel more powerful because there is the energy of, and again, this collective energy of power that uh, if we stand a certain way or back erect or whatever, uh, shoulders back, you know, chin up, our mind starts to believe it. So the combination of the placebo effect and uh, Dr. Emoto's studies, we know that we are highly 
influenced by water. We are highly influenced by that. Our food, almost any food that you have is going to have some kind of water content. Thinking about how our minds and how our intentions can literally shift and make the water more healthy for us, doesn't that imply that somehow our thoughts influence our bodies? Or our thoughts influence the things that we put inside our bodies or the thoughts that we have or the intentions or the feelings behind it. And I, I don't even want to just say the thoughts, but the feeling, right? That's what's going to, um, that's what separates just a thought from a spell. Surprise, surprise. It's the feeling and the intention. Um, you can have the intention without the feeling. It's not going to be effective. Oh, secrets of secrets of the the coven here. <laughs> you can have a want and a need to be a superstar. You can put your intentions for it, and your your um, you can do all the vision boarding in the world. But if you don't have the feeling, the feeling that's what they talk about in the secret, the feeling behind it. <sighs> I mean, the secret missed a lot. They missed the action portion, which is like I would argue once you kind of. Um, introduce a thought or a belief system or whatever right you introduce like I could be um you know doing these TED talks or what I always say that because I always run into people that want to do TED talks um but once you start to introduce this this concept to your body um then you kind of just let it go no there's action behind it that's what the secret missed but whatever we'll talk about that at large at some other point um but nonetheless, we're 50 to 6, I think I read uh, 55 to 63. I've heard 70%, but I'll, I'll give us the benefit of the doubt of about half to, to 60% of our bodies are made of water. So imagine if we are thinking of ourselves in a way that says, I'm growing every day. I'm being peaceful with myself. I'm implementing compassion. And you really start to convince yourself, fake it until you make it. And how we can literally start to shift our physical, mental, and emotional symptoms just with that. And it's not just this hypothetical, like, fairy dust bullshit. It, these are measurables. Like, literally, I, I, I'll i tell you, I had a whole set of notes on here, but I just kind of fucking, I was winging it. But I was all sorts of, like, and I don't want to, um, but it was, like, a lot of physical, you can you feel free to look it up because I don't want to um, bring forward anything that is inaccurate. Um, to my knowledge, but there were a lot of physical shifts that happened in people through the placebo effect, um, like measurable changes. So there has to be something to the power of the mind. There has to be something to this fucking stupid ass commercial game that is the mental health and um, like life coaching thing. Now, I'm not going to have you just like believe anything you know, anything that's ever existed because that's, we want to bring forward some discernment when it comes to who we work with and how we work with it. I think this is, um, this leads to a couple of things. We are tribal creatures. Um, and so the people that we are around, like this is the idea of like the five people you spend the most time with is who you turn into. This is why I am massively an advocate for being around the people that you need and you want and that make you feel happy as a whole this is this is a big thing when I took my life coaching um stuff when I went to school a big thing was like um especially in the beginning it's like who do you spend the five uh who are the five people you spend the most time with maybe it's your your girlfriend or your boyfriend maybe it's your parents uh your siblings a friend or two whatever and then you fill that out and then you take the attributes from them and this is a life coaching um, exercise, so if you want to do it, feel free. You take the uh, attributes from them. So you're like, my dad is strong, but he's hard-headed. My mom is emotional, but she's a little delusional. My boyfriend is loving, but he's a little cold or whatever. You do all this um, inventory of them or whatever. And then what you start to see, then what you start to see <laughs> is that you start to see those attributes reflected in you. Like attracts like. That's not a joke. Our limits, I also um, recognize in myself too when I'm, I, I talk about setting boundaries and, and all of that stuff. The limits that we have within our own minds are often reflected by the kind of 
um, the central point of, of those closest to us. That's why I always say, like, if you have a friend that doesn't get excited when you get excited about those little ideas or those things that you could do differently to better yourself or opportunities for growth or, like, if they don't want to go out and they want to stay in and, like, read or, like, have some self-care and you have a friend that's like, come on, go outside, da, 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 and, like, is countering the growth that you have and consistently doing that, you're going to see your kind of average of um, – like the average of like you being inspired is going to get brought down. That's why it's so massively important when you are exploring your inner self to sometimes kind of isolate and be away from motherfuckers. Like sometimes, <laughs> like sometimes we just have to be away from motherfuckers. There is so much shit to the tribes that we live in. And I I don't want to pull people away too much from those that support them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying where you can notice what attributes you're taking from those closest around you because that might be actually plugging into your brain and telling you what your capacity for success and growth and happiness is. Like if you see this... um, theme in your family right where they uh, no one is happy or no one is satisfied or no one is being in the moment or no one is successful or no one whatever not to say walk away from them but absolutely pay attention pay attention to how you feel where your belief systems are and what you are seeing reflected in you from them that could be amazingly wonderful and a massive blessing. That can be very hard and detrimental, and maybe that is something you have to pull away from. That's completely up to you. Identifying it is going to be the most useful tool because at least it's out in the open now. At least you know that if you can mitigate um, some of those positive and negatives for whatever feels best inside of you, then you have the option to do so, but at least you know it exists. At least you're not pretending You know, one of the major things that I deal with, especially in my own generation, which is what, what the fucking, oh, I'm a millennial, for God's sakes, a millennial and um, slightly older than me and also Gen Z, Uh, Gen Z not as much, (laughs) Um, but millennial slightly older, is that we have this thing We have this thing where we want to please everyone, this fucking stupid people pleaser shit. We want to please everyone, make sure everyone feels comfortable. Um, But then we take ourselves as second important, second best, whatever. And we're literally telling our brains that others have uh, more of an important pull in our minds. Like our focuses should be on them. Now, empathy and compassion is a thing, but this people pleaser thing is not exactly... Um, healthy. <laughs> it's not exactly healthy because we're, um, as much as we, we you know, hashtag self-care bullshit once every six months, um, we are literally training our brains that we're literally putting in the placebo of um, like complacency when it comes to ourselves or that the importance is that we're taking care of everyone else and then we'll figure out what time, what day, what five minutes we can have to give ourselves some love we're literally training our brains to do so and then we don't understand why we can't shift or change it's because we have we have accepted um complacency we've accepted being um like a a neutral party when really we need something that is strong and powerful it doesn't mean we can't have people in our lives that are strong and powerful it just (laughs) it means that um sometimes we have to say no or whatever you know so going back to dr emoto's study if water is affected by words if energies songs intentions um what does that mean for us what does that mean for us that are made of mostly water and this is one this is one element that has been influenced by the um not influenced by but one element that has um, been studied and measured thinking about what we talked about in one of the earlier episodes of the podcast where the um 
the themes of water, air, fire, and water. Wait, what? All four items. Whatever. The four elements. Good Lord. (laughs) It's Mercury retrograde. (laughs) The four elements and how so many cultures and societies have not just implemented them in, you know, like Ayurveda specifically. And I know when we talked about the four elements, Ayurveda was one of the um, things that I talked about. It is a Eastern kind of medicinal approach to the energies within our bodies, right? If we're, if we're hot headed, if we are um, lazy, if we are, um, you know, how our body is, you know, the composition of our bodies, those types of things. Um, If we have a measurable result to water, so much so, right? The tides are affected by the moon. Um, Our bodies are made of water. Water changes with our intentions and our our breath and our music. Uh, uh, Even an option, well, we'll get to it. (laughs) But even with that, what else then can be affected by our intentions and our energies, right? So thinking about now, we start to go back to more ancient times and more indigenous tribes or um, times where people kind of worshipped the sun or worshipped water or worshipped the earth and how really how sentient it can be in certain aspects. Can Can we possibly extend our... Um, extend our minds to think that other elements can possibly be influenced by our intentions. Maybe we're going into a whole like Avatar Aang thing with this. But let's just think about it. If the elements have been brought forward in so many different areas in the world, maybe people knew more than we thought they knew, you know? I always think about like how I'm definitely not comparing humans to animals um, in this sense, but think about this. Humans have a specific set of uh, things that we are extremely intelligent at. We are very logical. We are very linear. We are very scientifically based. Um, We have the capacity to really hypothesize with the one question that is the biggest, at least for humans, and that is what are we? That is a form of intelligence in itself, but dolphins have and pigs have and horses have um, and other animals have different forms of intelligence that are beyond us. We didn't know that up until recently. (laughs) We didn't know that other forms of intelligence were as efficient as our own and kind of realizing, hey, motherfuckers, we should probably be humble because there are other things out there that contribute to the the functioning of of humankind and and earth as we know it or whatever but we never took that into account up until a certain point i really think the idea that the idea that other elements are as important as or at least our energy towards certain elements are as important as our energy towards water it's just that we've got the the tangible proof as of this moment Thinking about the molecular structure of our bodies, is that possible, right? The molecular structure of our bodies. Um, I don't want to go into as much with epigenetics and whatever, but epigenetics is essentially the study and the, um, the understanding that we can literally turn on our genes with our actions and what we do, right? So we can turn on and off cancer genes. We can turn on and off... Um, athletic and fit genes we can turn on and off those things uh, all sorts of genes um up in most genes other than you know i think i like four or six or something but i'm probably wrong so it could be 500 i don't think it is though um with how we treat our bodies if we are working out and we are taking care of our mental health whatever we literally start to turn on the genes to health but if we start to work towards um you know, self-deprecating and feeling like we can't do anything, um, all that kind of depressive state. It sucks, dude. I've been there. I get there, dude. I get there. I promise you, this isn't like me preaching. This is me kind of getting excited about the idea. Um, When I am off, I'll tell you, when I'm off, I fall into the most negative of both sides of my family. Meaning all the um, shitty parts of dad's side, mom's side. Yeah, oh baby, I got it. 
I have it. I will live it. And when it's off, when I'm uh, living my living my life, it's like it doesn't exist. My mind has, it, like, I, whatever those genes are, they click on, I'm good to go. I don't even think about those negative habits because I'm also believing, like, the placebo effects kind of takes a hold now. Do I start to believe truly that I'm good, that I'm in a, a mental health state that is um, one of treatment and growth and health and whatever? There's a combination of so many of these things. But to the core for me, that someone that struggles with <clears throat> anxiety, depression, all of those things in their respective times, it, it gives me some hope. It gives me some, no, it isn't, it isn't a me thing. This is a physical thing that I do have a choice to be a participant in. So good or for bad. In depression, it's almost like sometimes it's like it doesn't fucking matter. Does it fucking matter? No. But sometimes... Sometimes we have to like fake it. We have to fucking fake that we're happy and whatever. And then our brain, our, our lizard brain is like, oh, okay, I guess I'm happy then. And then our body starts to respond in a way that says, hey, she's happy. Your smile, your, your soul may be like, fuck this. It sucks, dude. But if you do it enough, your body starts to physically respond. And then you start to feel better. And then you start to get serotonin. And then you, you know... Um, all the physical responses to you doing things that are beneficial for your mental health. Again, this is not, uh, I'm not disclosing that you, or I'm not saying that you should go out there and go without your medication. I'm not that motherfucker. I will never be that motherfucker. I'm saying to approach mental health or physical health or whatever, we have to be able to A, be realistic about the pros and cons, right? Um, second, I said A, and then I said second. <laughs> um, first, be realistic about the pros and the cons. That's why I say, like, to think about what you possibly took from the other people in your life. Um, I'm not saying everything is everyone else's problems, uh, but it's sometimes easier to step outside perspective-wise and look objectively at the influences of your own life. Um, and then you can kind of be like, oh, shit, yeah, I see that. Yeah, my brother does that, and kind of douchey and I kind of do that Uh oh I didn't see that myself right so we have to be honest the second thing is we have to we have to try we have to try that's it we have to try to do different things we have to try to also do things that haven't worked uh not haven't worked but um things that we haven't done before we have to take action in different ways for so long when I was in my, um, the longest depression that I was in for so fucking long, it took me pretending that I was happy and pretending that I was cool and pretending that I was fine until I actually, like, one day I just woke up and I just was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, a couple of things that I would suggest in this space if you really want to, like, help with your energy and help with um, kind of retraining your subconscious mind so that... Um, Hopefully you can bring forward some of this uh, positive shit. Obviously, make sure that you're taking care of your mental health, whether it's um, through Western medicine, Eastern medicine, if that's what you choose. Um, EFT, emotional freedom technique, is really good because you can start to, you can Google that and there's exercises on YouTube and stuff. So you can really start to um, bring forward some of the uh, belief systems and kind of activate some spots in the body that... Um, have kind of traumatic like we hold trauma in the body so they hold trauma in some of the spots and then you kind of uh, you essentially tap on certain meridians in the body and you kind of um, I don't know, it's weird but you, you have to do it to see it but it, it kind of merges the subconscious mind with the physical and so it kind of brings forward this like head of um, conscious and subconscious stuff okay uh, so that's EFT emotional freedom technique always I am always going to suggest hypnosis that was one of the things for me that surprises me every time I've never had a session or uh, whether it's uh, me administering a session or uh, or facilitating a session or taking one or whatever that I wasn't absolutely blown away for one reason or another it always <laughs> it, it deals with the subconscious mind in a very um, 
very cool way. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy is really amazing for it, <clears throat> um, for restructuring how we see ourselves. Um, affirmations, I don't care what anyone says. You have to practice them. You have to make them a discipline. Some of the um, spots that I, I recommend for affirmations um, would be driving. Uh, I, it's like you just focus on the affirmations while you're driving or you just focus on the positive music while you're driving. It helps a lot um, because typically we're in um, a hypnotic state when we're driving, especially if it's a place that like we've been there before or it's like an open road, like where our brain kind of goes on um, like a hypnosis space we just kind of go into uh, and like you know doing the normal business um other places sleeping absolutely sleeping is we're highly receptive to whatever it is that we hear um think about the idea of us sitting in our beds and for some reason watching a scary movie or watching some csi bullshit or whatever the fuck before bed and then we're dreaming about it like you don't you're not consciously there but you can hear it and you're highly influenced by it and you feel like you're in that space whatever we're highly receptive um and so rather than going about things from like a going about things from a space of uh like i have to change everything at this moment and like I need to listen to affirmations when I get up sure absolutely if that's the place that you feel receptive but try to start from a subconscious place um I was the other night and I want to explain this the other night I was oh god something unlocked where I was fucking crying for hours it just is what it is I for a long time I was very um like I didn't cry, whatever, now that I'm more open and in tune with my emotions as they come up, I have to, like I have to. For me, that's self-love. So what happened is I was crying for a while and then I literally told my subconscious mind, I said, I want to process whatever it is I need to in sleep because my mind, my conscious mind is over flooded. I'm done. So my suggestion for you is, if, especially if you feel in that deep kind of despair space um depressive st space start from a subconscious place because a lot of this is like your conscious mind is over flooded with sadness or or um stagnancy or whatever the fuck and it's really hard again with the perspective aspect it's very hard for you to for any one of us to um, get out of our conscious minds and into the subconscious so my suggestion is start in the subconscious spaces the places that you are feeling um like the the places that you are receptive so maybe that's while you're reading a book you know you're like zoning out and you can just have like positive music on, in the background as a lull maybe it's a run where like you're somewhere a workout where you kind of just zone out and you need to essentially um you need you, you having positive music like you're not really listening to it but it's maybe something that's recharging your brain do not hold yourself in a state of um a state of like where you have to have uh, positive things on at all times or whatever or implementing all the positive shit sort of a subconscious space because your subconscious mind um you know you can really start to develop a relationship with it and we'll talk about that in a further episode and kind of what that looks like at large as a hypnotherapist it's kind of one of the things that I am very passionate about but also it's I think it's so important to our mental health that we can kind of befriend and accept some of the information that comes forward through the subconscious so one of the most effective things especially if you feel extremely overwhelmed is just know that you're setting the intention for yourself to process and um, kind of retrain your brain to believe that you are um, you are healing and you're growing and you're processing in the ways that you need to like literally ask your subconscious mind ask if you believe in spirit ask spirit ask your aura ask your higher self if you maybe don't believe in spirit but you believe in your um, a higher version of yourself maybe ask your higher self if you can start to process during sleep or um be be convinced essentially that um, you are growing and you are positive and all the good stuff that you want right maybe I'm manifesting stuff whatever but you have a poverty mindset that you took from your family because your family has never seen success and that is a natural um that is a natural kind of 
step uh, to the evolution of it is is acknowledging that that's a thing but um whether it's like a positive or un uh, or not positive romantic relationship or friendship or manifestation of career or um monetization of your fucking social media accounts i don't give a shit but it's there somewhere um especially at the beginning stages or very stagnant stages or very sad stages, this is going to be one of the biggest things. Because again, remember that your body is made up of 50 to 60, 65, 70, I don't fucking know, a lot of water. And it's very receptive. It's very receptive. And with the placebo effect, your conscious mind can start to evolve and shift as well so combining the subconscious and the um the tenacity of like i'm gonna get this done we're going to see positive results whatever and the physical of the placebo effect and the consciousness of the placebo effect you're really approaching health from a holistic standpoint in addition to any medical any herbal any um actions that you take that benefit your mental health or physical health or whatever you're approaching it from a mental health aspect as well as a holistic aspect rather than a space of just doing one thing and throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what works when and you have all of these other factors that are influencing your mental and physical health I don't know if any of this made sense. (laughs) I really just went from a very intuitive space with this. Obviously, um, the scientist's name is Dr. Emoto. If you want to research him, look at the photos. They're absolutely marvelous. It's it's mind-blowing. It's quite beautiful. Um, And just knowing knowing how many um, cultures and people that were very, very intuitive and tribes and, um, groups of the world, um, modern and past, probably future too, (laughs) that implement similar things, but from multiple different areas of the world with different belief systems and different gods and different, all this stuff, right? All the logistics, um, and the details may be different, but all the commonalities and, um, core concepts and core practices tend to seem the same which is massively, um, I think that's rooted in science. If you can have something that is replicated over multiple variables, it is science, okay? Now, I thank you so much <laughs> for being here. I could ramble on forever on this topic. I think it's massively important for us to bring forward some scientific um, studies and concepts to kind of make these uh, these things a little bit more tangible. A lot of this stuff is very up in the universe and intuitive and whatever, but again, we see intuition replicated in mothers and in natural instincts. And so <laughs> what is fucking science but a fucking religion too, in a way. Um, Nonetheless, I appreciate you being here so much. Once again, this podcast was, y'all know where I'm going to go with this? This is sponsored by KeelyMeta.com. Please reach out to me if y'all have any questions about hypnosis, hypnotherapy, hypnoki, card reading, mentorship, um, even like spells and ceremonies and those types of things. You can always reach out and book through there. My Instagram is KeelyMetaXO. I typically post if I'm going to be live on TikTok. I typically post um, like little tips and tricks about spirituality and things like that. And then all of my real free content is going to be on TikTok itself. The TikTok handle is Keely Meta. A lot of hypnosis stuff, a lot of card reading, spirituality stuff. So you can always see a lot in bulk of my free content. I appreciate you so much, so very much um, for being here. Please share um, the podcast with anyone that you feel like would resonate with it. This is obviously a very young baby, uh, child, toddler <laughs> podcast so anything and everything helps and you know that I highly appreciate it and you are in my heart and I'm sending you all the love in the world I will see you next time 